Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to revivaltoday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan. Hey, everybody. I'm Adam Lamb. Welcome to Revival Executives uh, for the uh, month of July. Thank you, everybody, for joining online. Have a lot of really good content for you today. Uh, Be prepared to take notes if you can. Uh, If you're on your phone, try to set something up there, either in your email or your notes on your phone, or if you can write it down, great. What I'm going to try to do for those of you that are on our Facebook group, and if you're not, please send me a message. Um, I'd like to get you added to it. I'll share my notes on there as well, uh, just so you guys can have that stuff, plug it in, kind of like a little scavenger hunt. Um, I want to start with prayer before we get going, uh, just to bless this meeting. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that our mind be open, our ears, our eyes, and that voice of the Holy Spirit to listen, to guide us through these things that we do. God, that we realize that we cannot do any of this stuff successfully without you, and that with you, we can accomplish all things. And uh, we're so grateful for that. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We love you. We ask you to bless this meeting and all those part of it and all the lives that are touched because of it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. So let's get into it. Today, uh, I have five uh, five things that you must execute on that have to be like vitally important to you in order to be successful in business. And whether you're starting a business, this is great because, you know, when I first got into business over 10 years ago, when I first started my company, um, I did not have a lot of leadership. And I'll tell you a problem I had, and we'll get into this in point five, is I had an ego. And and I was just one of those kind of people that I didn't want to learn from others. I uh, I was going to figure it out myself. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. In just about any place in life, um, even spiritually, right? We we we're all here because you know we we maybe we follow Pastor Jonathan or something like that, and, and so we need leadership in our life, and it and it's wise to link up with people that have accomplished some things or have some experience. Which which you know I want to commend you guys all for hopping on here. Not that I have all the answers to things, but hopefully you know uh, we can help shorten the gap. And, and uh, the learning experience, because oftentimes it can cost a lot of money um, to learn things the hard way. And so we're going to go through uh, five main steps to uh, to be successful in any aspect of business. And so I said that though, like when you're starting your business outright, it, it's kind of easy to build on. If as you get down the road, you know, I, I think, you know, four or five years into business and changing some things, even today, there's things that had I known in the beginning, I would have changed that would have helped things be successful faster. Um, Because a lot of times you have to do stuff again and again until you get it right. And uh, the most important thing is having God in your business. And so that's just one of the main foundations and all this stuff works together. And and really the steps of this that that we're going to go over today, all will help you further the kingdom. It'll help you share your faith. It'll help you bring uh, more people to know Jesus. And and I promise you, and I'll give you some points along the way how it does. So the first thing I want to talk about with your business, so whether it doesn't matter what your your business is, is self-promote. So this is thing number one. And so whenever I hire new people, 
um, because you know it's not their business, it's mine. But if they're in a role to be successful by how well the business is successful, I ask them to share what they do, right? So like if you just started working at some new place, you may say, yeah, I work at whatever chicken shack now, come see me. I work there every Wednesday, right? Like you're self-promoting, you're also promoting the business. I mean, you're inviting people into what you do. And so the reason I say that is, is like talking about your business all of the time, but strategically, because if you're always trying to sell everybody to be your customer, you're going to start losing friends because not everybody wants to be a customer, but self-promotion is, is important. And I think too often, um, and I've been guilty of this is not talking about what we do. I think for me, especially like in the kind of the healthcare space that I've been in for over 10 years, I, I fortunately been blessed to be in a position where I don't have to do the promoting and the marketing and things like that anymore. Uh, the opportunity just kind of finds itself and all glory to God. But in the beginning, God wants to see you do the work, talk about your business, talk about what you're doing, whether it's, if it's a new business, uh, regardless of, of what Avenue that's down, it's just talking about it, be excited about it, thinking about it. it. You know, one of the hardest things for me to do at night is to go to bed and shut my brain off. There's a lot of people that can't go to sleep because they got stress issues, right? They're worried about this. They're worried about that. And if you start filling your mind up with things that are creative and constructive, the destructive thoughts, they don't, there's not even a place. I don't have time in my head for, for stress and worry and concern because I'm too busy thinking about what I'm going to build tomorrow. Right. And so thinking about your business all of the time and wherever you go, you know, like when I fly in the plane, if I, talk to somebody. I'm going to talk to them. Just two things I usually end up talking to someone about what I do for a living and, and not from a sense of, Hey, what do you do for work? Um, I actually don't think that's a great question to get into until later in a conversation, but just talking about the things that are important to you and getting to that point of what you do for work, especially in your, your friend group, the people you hang out with, they should all know what you do, especially if it's a new venture. And especially if you're starting a new business, because you, you want their support. And so I think of a friend of mine, she's getting married in like two weeks. And the reason I know this is about every other day, she posts how many days before she gets married. And I think it's, it's a, it's a funny thing to consider because, you know, you may have seen this too, where it's like, Hey, 157 days, I get to marry my best friend. And like, they have this whole countdown and they're planning this wedding and they're getting excited. And everybody who knows them knows what they're doing when they're getting married right? I don't talk to her that often, but I know because I see it on social media, she's getting married in two weeks. And I think it's, you know, praise the Lord. It's wonderful. But the the point is she's always talking about this thing. So everyone that's paying attention is aware, right? Of what she's doing. And what, what's interesting about this, this person in particular is she's also been a super successful marketer, right? She's built multiple product selling businesses and platforms doing that because she does the same thing. So she lives her life sharing what's important to her all the time. She's also a big time believer. So she's always sharing about the Lord. And so if you're, if, and I reason I say this because some people are, are very open on social media. They love it. They're, they're posting all the time and other people are hiding and you just, you can't, I mean, it's one of the, one of the top, and this is number one today, but one of the top three things when, when I talk with folks about building a business is they have to start building a social media, 
whether it's just a page for that business and it's not necessarily about you personal, but it's about the business, is you have got to build a social media platform discussing what you do. And, and then you have to start thinking about, and I'm happy to help you guys with this because is cre- like just interesting things. I have a friend who reached out to me. He builds chicken coops. He's a, he's a Christian guy, a good friend of mine, and he builds chicken coops for fun. And on the side, he has chickens. He built them because he likes eggs. He, he did, you know, and he was good at it. So next thing someone's like, Hey, could you build me a coop? Yeah. And he kind of looks into it. And so let's just say the numbers are $2,000. He sells a coop for, and he makes a thousand dollars on it. Right. And so I was like, man, there's a way to build a, a model around this. Number one, you know, you start get a team, get some young guys together, start building 10 coops a week. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're making 40 grand a month theoretically. And so that could be a pretty cool business to get going. I don't know anyone that builds chicken coops and and there's a lot of information that goes around it. The value of free range chickens and the cost of eggs and having being self-sustainable, having your own food, all these different things that him and I were talking about of content that he could shoot videos on and being fun and have the chicken coops and chickens running around and all these things that he wasn't thinking about as the guy that's building it. But when it comes from building the thing or doing the service and creating the content that drives the attention and the attraction and the customer, it's a different thing. And so with your business, it's important to think about what's unique about it. I had a guy yesterday asked me about real estate and I, I was like, well, real selling real estate or real estate agent, real estate investor, like make it interesting, get some, get a drone doing cool pictures, tell stories about terrible real estate mistakes people make that you know about. So they want to work with you. And so it, it's super important to share that information and start creating content on social media about what you do and what you solve. And that's going to help you get more clients. If if you're not going to do that, it's going to be super hard and super expensive in this marketplace to build your business and scale your business. And you know, there's there's some folks that have a business that's that's going and works well without having to do a lot of that stuff, but it's super, super important. So I and I say that because some people it's it seems like common sense, but some people are just like I don't do social media, then it's 2023, forget starting a business, game over. You have to start doing it or you got to hire someone to do it and they're going to create your content. They have to understand your business. They're going to do the thing for you. Great, but it's going to cost you a little bit more money. Um, And from a time standpoint, to make sure the content is correct. I struggled with that when I was first, I have a like a nationwide telemedicine, hormone health optimization business. And I had no one really knew about the topic of the stuff as well as I did. So if I were to have someone else do it, they didn't do it as good as I did, or they misexplained it. And so it like, wasn't the right thing. So I figured out, I was like, man, I guess I just have to start getting in front of the camera, doing this stuff myself, recording the videos and uh, doing it consistently. And so that's something that you're going to have to, if you're not doing it, you have got to start self-promoting and um, being consistent with the content. And we'll revisit some of that stuff uh, down the road. And like I said, not always selling, but providing value. Like I mentioned, with the, I used the chicken coop because I think it's a great idea. But there's so many conversations you could have about the cost of eggs, why free-range chicken eggs are better, why having a self-sustainable food source. How many chicken? How many eggs does a chicken make? I don't know. I think it's super interesting. I, I want. I had so many questions for him, and he was like, "Why are you so interested?" And I just, I just thought it was interesting. And so, 
what's interesting about your business that someone else, a potential customer may want to know about, right? And so everyone's different in what they're doing. And if you're starting, if you're just, just getting this business off the ground, thinking about those things, why are you different? If, if there's a lot of people doing it, why is your business different? And so make sure you focus on those because, you know, if I just sell water and I'm like, yeah, I have water. That's why I do. I sell water. Why is yours different than everyone else's water? You have to explain it, right? And if you can go into the detail of like, hey, most water today is low in XYZ mineral and that's causing you have low energy and causing hydration issues. Well, then now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I need your water, right? You don't have to sell me. You just told me about why your why your water is um, a necessity in my life. And so create that that content. And, and what I do for me personally, some of you guys that follow me, you see my videos, I, I, I literally will sit down map this stuff out. I'll write, Hey, here's the 20 video ideas. And I'll kind of go through, make sure I have some good content for them, record them, and then uh, send them off to get edited. And I have a person for you guys. If you ever need someone that does that uh, video editing, I'm not talented enough to do it. And then um, if you're in a larger business. And so for me, um, you know, I, in, in all, I think we probably have about 20 employees. Uh, half of which are like on the sales side. And so with that, I want those guys promoting the company too, right? And so uh, guys and gals, I say that because one of uh, the women on our team is is the best at it. I mean, she'll promote, she'll, she'll create content of like, uh, we have a weight loss company, for example. So she'll create content showing like before and afters. She'll have, she'll get her client to give testimonies on like how working with her was so great. Well, so she's out there driving traffic. They're new customers, you know, for, for her, new clients for her to manage that become customers of our of our practice too. And so, you know, in, unless you're, you know, some massive, you know, General Motors doesn't need all their employees talking about their cars, but at the same time, they should, right? You should, you should want the employees and the people on your team talking about it, whether it's this church, everybody that, that belongs to this church should be talking about this church to their friends, right? So it's like you're out on Sunday eating. Where are you coming from? My church. It's right down the street. Revival today. Here's where the address. You should come. Here's the, the service times, right? We would do that as believers, um, and we need to do that as business people. And, and that's where I bring these two together. Why I'm so passionate about it is a lot of times people are really good at that on the business side, and they're believers, but they're they're not they're not doing that when it comes down to the kingdom, right? And so making sure that we're doing these things on the business and the kingdom side is super important. So get in, we'll talk a few of these points that I just mentioned on thing number one, which is self-promote, getting your team involved. We're going to mention that uh, here in the next point. So the next one is going to be set high communication standards. And why I say that that's important, so I can speak clear, why it's important is because if you don't communicate clear you have problems, period. Whether it's your marriage, work, traffic signal, right? Traffic signals goofing up, you're going to have some accidents, right? And so I think we take for granted communication. Um, and a lot of times it it's the intent is, is not as important as the outcome, right? And so whether it's giving directions to somebody to, to a place or, or ex clearly explaining the job, um, I think as it comes to like the, the early entrepreneur is, is making sure you communicate clear to everyone, right? So everybody that you have to communicate with, 
whether it's your customer, employee, contractor, um, whoever it may be, it's super important that you clear uh, communicate clear. And there's, and that's something that's like I hear it's like a a politician thing to say. Let's make sure everyone communi- communicates clear. Well, we have to dive deeper and articulate that to to what clear communication actually means. How do we measure if we're communicating clear? Part of it is are you getting the right outcome? Right. If you sent directions out to ten people to meet you somewhere, nine got there and one didn't. You probably sent good directions. That other person may not be good with directions. Now, if you sent it directions out and one person figured it out and the other nine couldn't, they went to like a different location. You're not good at communicating, right? You're a bad communicator. And so there's examples like that throughout business all the time. And I find that often mistakes happen either because we we didn't clearly communicate or we thought we clearly communicated something and we didn't. And so um that that's something that that that's super super important and one thing that i've done too even just going back this is kind of ties into part 1 the, on the self promote is having a pitch and and it was interesting with uh my daughter who's 10 and she was talking about she was over at a new friend's house and we were asking her uh just talking about that like her parents and and what the dad does and or her friend and then her friend mentioned what her, her her friend articulated what her mom did. She was like a student guidance counselor. And she just she said it so well I was impressed. And it and it made me think with my daughter, I was like, what man, what do I do? And you're like, she goes, stem cells. And I was like, what do you mean? And and I I have a I own a clinic. We do regenerative medicine with uh with stem cell treatment. And I just thought it was funny because in my head I do so much more than that. But that's what that was her quick, quick answer. And so it it also made me think of other people that I communicate with regularly that may not know what I do. And, and in some cases, I don't specifically talk directly about a certain business of mine because they're, they're, I've, I have a, quite a few of them. Um, but but it, w- it was interesting for me. But when you're starting, like I think of what's funny being here in Pittsburgh, because I remember almost 10 years ago being here in Pittsburgh um, at what's because it's going on this weekend. It's a NPC masters national. So it's like the bodybuilding for like 35 and up, which was my customer base, right? People that worked out, people that are under their health that were over 35. That was my customer base when I first rolled out my, uh, my company 10 years ago. And so I remember being here, setting up a table, promoting my brand, getting people signed up and doing all these things. And everyone that knew me knew what I did at the time, right? Because I was sharing that. And so getting your pitch together. So like it, we've all heard of an elevator pitch. And so create like, what is your elevator pitch? And oftentimes you need help with it because again, you're, you may think you're communicating it real well, but the other person doesn't really understand. And I had um, recently a young lady who works on some videos for me when I first met her she's, I was super impressed too. She's like 18 years old, just crushing it. Like I've never seen like young, hungry, like acquiring customers, just, just amazing. But when, when she first reached out to me, she said, Hey, I do short form content. I don't know what short form content is. Right. So she, by her saying, yeah, I, I, I do short form content for people. I was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? She's like, Oh, you know, when you do those videos that you do on those reels, the one minute videos, and I add the 
the captions and the image. And I was like, oh, because that's what I call that, right? I don't know the name of that stuff because that's not what I do for a living. Um, but I had a need for that. I said, yeah, I want that. I, I, I like that stuff. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. Now I know it's called short form content, I guess, because that's what she called it. And so what I explained to her is that she needs to explain that differently to the customer that may not know what, what it is, because I had a need for it. But if you said, Hey, do you need short form content? I'd be like, no, I don't like a blog post. Is that like what I, I didn't know what it was. Right. And so what you do and what you say you do may not necessarily be received the same way. Right. Um, and so it's super important to make sure you do that. So you want to have an elevator pitch uh, with what you do. And, and even with, you know, one of my companies, like the, the our uh, health optimization company, people ask, what do you do? We get you in the best health of your life through blood work and goal setting, nutrition, you know, hormones, health optimization, right? Which is still somewhat confusing. And, and so being able to clearly articulate what, what you do is important to make sure it registers with what they might need. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more here. And so that goes into what problem do you solve, right? And so the problem that you solve for people is super important uh, because that's what the customer has. And I think I shared a post about that. It's like, like no one really cares what you do as much as they want to know what problem you can solve for them, right? And so in your pitch, when you're clearly communicating what you do, it's important to express what you solve. And, and I'll pick on real estate for a minute. Because real estate is such a big, broad topic, right? Or healthcare. I mean, that's something, if I don't want to talk to you and you ask me what I do, I'll tell you healthcare because it's such a big, broad thing. Now, if I really want to talk to you, I'm going to dive into the depths of what, of what I do specifically, but I do do lots of things in healthcare. But on real estate, you can say, yeah, I do real estate. Are you a real estate investor? Are you a real estate agent? Are you a, you know, a, do you own a title company? Do you do title? Do you like what, what there's so many different verticals in there in, in what you do specifically. And so if you just do real estate in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't need anything from a real estate standpoint, but, but maybe there's something that I do need. And maybe in the future, I'm going to want you as an agent, or maybe I'm thinking about uh, renting a house out or buying a, whatever it might be. And so if you can clearly articulate what specifically you do in real estate and the problem that you solve, then it may register later in my head when I have that need. Right. And, and also, or I might be able to refer you like, uh, like I mentioned, the young lady that does uh short form content, right. I can, I would never refer her to anybody for that. Once she explained to me what she does and showed me her work. Well, now uh, people ask me, Hey, who does your videos? Let me introduce you. Right. And so it, it allows people to send business your way because they clearly know what you do. Because if you said you do real estate to me today, I'm not really in, I don't need anything in real estate, I don't think. And so I'll probably not ask any further questions. I just know that like Jim's in real estate. Okay. But if Jim is into, you know, doing wholesale deals and, and, and you know, going into the depth of what he does, um, and I might think about that and A, I might know someone I want to introduce him to, someone that's trying to get in the space, someone that's looking to partner with it, like who knows what it could come into. And then he's getting referrals, right? And so with our, uh, our, our telemedicine healthcare company, we get, because we clearly talk about what we do with, with, with clients, we don't market, zero marketing. I was thinking uh, Monday, 
had seven new personally, not to the business, seven new introductions to me from customers that said, Hey, you got to work with this guy. Right. And so when you can build a business like that, where your customers are communicating for you to just bring in a new, new, new business, that's amazing. And, and, and I, it, it was, it was kind of by accident, right? So I don't want to take full credit for it, but th- looking backwards, I see the things that we did that made that important. And, and you have to, you know, uh, offer a great service, right? If you're a pool cleaner, do a great job cleaning the pool, right? Whatever it is, you got a pool cleaning business. There's regardless of the vertical. And I think real estate again is a great one to get tons of referrals. The best real estate agents don't have to market. Same with attorneys, the best attorneys that, you know, anyone that's really good at something usually is going to get a lot of referrals to do it. And so you can't get those referrals if you can't clearly articulate what you do without it being a speech. And so remember the elevator pitch, work on that. That's something that I've seen a lot of um, early entrepreneurs uh, struggle with when I ask them, what is it you do? And I get paragraphs and I'm still scratching my head. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't, I, I don't understand what your business is. So then uh, obviously I help, but, and I can help you guys do that. Just reach out to me if you need some help articulating what you do, because the thing with, uh, with our business, like especially when we're building a business, it's our baby. We're like all emotional and fuzzy and, and excited about it. But the reality is, is the person on the other end of that doesn't care as much as you do. And so you have to be strategic with sharing that information to gate to, to get them interested and want to kind of partner with you, so to speak. Um, here's one of my biggest pet peeves. Learn how to structure and organize emails. Why do I say this? Because I had to learn the hard way. I'll never forget. Still, one of my best friends in the world. He, uh, so like, I didn't go to college, right? I I barely got out of high school, and you know, just got in the workplace, and eventually got hired into you know a company doing and doing sales, and and was successful on that stuff. But I had people that had to like pull me aside and like help me with some stuff because I said I was like, would you guys learn this in college? I don't I don't know if they have a class on how to structure emails, but it goes into the communicating. If your email is just like a brain barf of information, no one's reading it. Don't do it. It can't like it, it just, there has to be structure. Uh, the way that people receive information, it's super important. And even you'll see, I mean, even the way I have these notes structured, right? But I had to learn this. I had someone of like, hey, you email like a 15 year old kid text messages. I was like, what? Like part of me was offended. The other part of me is like, I want to get better, right? So what's what's the secret? And so learning how to do that, and I can help you guys do that as well. It's super important because if you have a, if you're, a, let's say you're pitching me as a, a, to be a prospective customer and it's like a brain barf of information, I'm already like, no, you're not, you don't pass the sniff test. And, and it's one of those things that it's, it's like, it's like having bad breath. Like my wife will tell me, but probably no one else, right? And so, I say that to you because your customer's probably not going to say like, hey, your email was super hard to digest, unorganized, just like, you know, kind of thoughts all over the place. Um, it's, a, you know, like almost like you're brainstorming in type form over to somebody and sending it to them. It, it isn't what people want. And and so from a receiving information, and, and you guys might be able to relate to this. You might be able to look at emails you've received and be like, I don't, like read something and you're like, I don't need, I don't get it. 
I'm lost, right? And so that is not an effective way to communicate. And so one thing I can help you guys with, if you'd like help with, and, and I'll probably put some examples maybe in our Facebook group, um, is structuring just how to structure an email. The difference is because we I've measured it with within my team. That's one of the first things when people come on board, I see how they communicate. Because a lot of what we do with one of my companies is telemedicine. So most of our communication uh, from our client client perspective, like our, our customer people, uh, customer representatives, is email. And so if your email structure and the way you communicate is garbage, all the communication is going to be garbage, right? It just isn't going to work. It's so important, especially in this day and age, um, having good structure, even a Facebook post. If it's just a blah, no one's going to read it. But if it's structured, little spaces, you got like your kind of, and you learn this, you'll have sort of like your hook, right? You have a hook that like, why do I want to read the rest of that? And then you have a little feeding a little bit of value along the way. And so this is stuff that some marketing people can teach you. I can help you guys do this too. Even in videos, same structure uh, goes into place of learning how to do that. And uh, I have someone that can help you guys do that. I can help you guys do that at a, at a high level, but getting depth in the depth of each business on how to do that can be a little difficult, but happy to help. It's important. So you have structure in how you communicate, right? And so today I hopped on today. I greeted you guys. I set an expectation. Hey, we're going to talk about these five things. These five things are going to help you, right? So uh, there's a structure in how we want to communicate because as business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, we're leaders, right? And so leaders have to communicate uh, very well in order to get things done. And so um, I share that with you because it's something that it, it's one of those like pet peeves for me that uh, it, it's just hard. I, th- and I, I think I've never been tested, but I think I'm dyslexic because like I just I just can't get into <laughs> all of the content uh, that that gets piled together that's not organized. And so. Uh, that is something that's super important. If you don't know how to do it, I'm happy to help you guys. I'll tell you, you got the bad breath in the email and help you guys uh, be more successful with that. And so uh, remembering again, that intent and outcome are not promised, meaning that you're, you may be intentional on what you said, wrote, sent, but what was received may not be that. And so we have to humble ourselves to realize that like, what I meant to say, like if, if ever, ever in the communication process, you're like, that's not what I meant or what I meant to say, you have to work on it. Right. And so the, the better you can get at communicating, um, whether it's to the customers, to your team is super important. And, and what happens in doing that and exercising in that way and understanding the way to communicate properly, there's a, there's a better way I think of like Obama, one of the best speakers ever. And, his messages are received so well. And there's, there's been times where they did polls on people. They're like, tell me about what he talked about. They don't know. They, they can't, re- they can't remember exactly what he said, but they know that they liked what he said. And so learning how to deliver the message, whether it's written or spoken um, or in video uh, has to be, there's some structure to that. And I'd like to help you guys work on that. Uh, if that's something you think you need help on, or I can send you some resources on that as well. Just reach out. Um, Make sure you have a process for how you communicate with customers, start to finish and set that expectation. Similar to how we started this today. I set an expectation. What I probably should have said is how long we're going to go. Um, 
I want to leave that door open in case I, I told these guys earlier, in case I go on a tangent and they, there's no hard time for me to stop necessarily, but I do got to catch a flight. But um, it's important to set that expectation. So if you're a new customer and in one of our companies, we might say, hey, tell us about you. Here's the process. Here's what we do. This is going to happen. Then this happens. Then this happens. And then once this happens, we'll do this. And then this is the end result, right? And so figuring out Number one, what is your process, right? Being able to write out your process and then have someone, maybe it's myself, maybe it's you've had a customer that's a friend of yours that'll look at it and go through and, and kind of chop that up and make sure it makes sense. Make sure you're not missing steps. Because again, from your perspective as the business owner, you may have a different view of that flow. But as a customer, I may have a different view of what that is. And if there's something that seems, you know, I, I've done deals uh, on a, it was interesting recently on a, on a deal with a exit of a business and with, with some folks and there's a due diligence process. They want to look at my stuff, make sure all my stuff adds up to what we say it does. But on the backside, I want to do my stuff because I want to make sure they're prepared. Right. And what was interesting on that deal is they weren't ready for that. And, and, and it was something we should have clearly talked about. I get, I assumed that those folks would know that like, Hey, listen, I'm going to need to see this, 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 and this before we do this to make sure it's, it's actually going to go through properly. And, uh, and it was interesting because they were almost like not offended, but they they were taken back. And so I say that because you might assume your customers expecting something from you and they're surprised, or they may be expecting something that you're not going to do. And they may be surprised. One of our companies, we do a lot of blood work. And so some people may assume certain things get tested on their blood work that are not. And then the blood work comes back and they're like, hey, you didn't test this thing. And, and we don't. And so they're like, they're disappointed, right? But if we upfront, we say, hey, here's the things we look at. Here's, a, are you familiar with these things? Yes, no. Anything else you can think of we want to add or something from your health history you want it, like something like that. So we're clearly communicating. We're also giving them the opportunity to chime in, right? And so that's a that's a really good uh opportunity if you can get your customer to chime in on what they want, because at the end, it, it's it's what they requested as opposed to just what you did. You know, they said they want it to be blue. Then you you, you made it blue and now they're happy with, with because uh, everybody has expectations. It's a hard thing to deal with, right? We have expectations of, I'm going to go home tonight and I might have an expectation of how my wife's going to greet me when I get home. I shouldn't. I should be happy that regardless, but, but customers are always going to have some sort of expectation and the better you can do at setting the expectation and getting them to acknowledge and understand the process, the less chance you're going to have at someone being disappointed, whether it's a shipping time, a wait time, you know, how many times you go into a restaurant and they say, ah, oh, 30, 45 minutes. And it's like 46 minutes and you're irate, right? Because the expectation you just, and you're hungry. So you, you had to wait long. And so Setting that expectation, clearly communicating it, making sure, getting an acknowledgement from them that they understand we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Hey, we can't do this to do this part, right? And, and, and making sure that because otherwise, you know, the customer is always right. is not true. The, most of the time, the customer is wrong. Uh, but if you communicate very clear, get the alignment with it, it, it just, at the end of the day, we want peace, right? We want happy customers. We want a successful business. We want things to go smooth. And communicating up front and setting expectations 
is so important. Whether I'm going on a vacation with my kids, they know, hey, we're, we're getting up, we're getting in the car at this time, we're going to get to the airport here. Like, we, we, here's the things we're going to do on our trip, like setting the expectation as much as you possibly can. And I'll tell you something if you can't do that well, uh, it, it would be important to start learning more about leadership because that's a good sign of leadership. Leaders clearly communicate expectations, set them, and make sure that they're understood. And I'll talk about there's actually a really cool short book that I read recently that I think would be helpful. Um, And then communicating that very clearly. And so there's a quote that everybody in my household knows, and a lot of people that that work for me do, is there's, there's two, when something goes sideways, it's either because someone didn't know or because someone didn't care. Okay. That's it. No gray area. I'm not a gray area guy, black or white. So in, in, I think the kingdom of God is the same way too. There's no, there's no broad street. It's narrow, right? And so this, this either you didn't know or you don't care. And so I, I use that with folks that work for me. And like I said, even in my household, because if something, you know, let's say we're meeting for dinner at Chili's at five o'clock on Thursday, right? And if you get there at 515 and you had to pick one of those, did you not know? Or did you not care, right? It's hard for us to go, why? Of course I I care. Well, you're 15 minutes late. You didn't care as much as I did because I was on time, right? And these are like the hard conversations that not necessarily to have with customers or even employees necessarily, but when you set that expectation up front with, with, and this is more internal, is my team knows like, hey, listen, this is what we do. If we do this every time, we won't have these sort of mistakes. And so if those mistakes come up, they know, right? And I have to say, and that's how we get better, accountability. I know that I was supposed to do this. I didn't do it. So I didn't care as much as I should have. And now I see the negative you know, outcome from that. And so it's something I, I think has is, is changed my life by, by clearly articulating that up front is there's two ways I look at something when it goes sideways, either you didn't know, or you didn't care. Right. And if you, if, if someone, if, if you're in a leadership role and this is like your employees and they didn't know it's your fault, right? If they don't care the first time, it may be your fault too, for not creating the right culture of accountability, hiring the right people that, that just, you know, we have something that we get back to clients within 24 hours, no excuses with the exception of like a Sunday or so like during the week. And if 48 hours went by, that's, they're getting written up for that because it's just, it's how we operate. There's no gray area. I don't like, I don't care if you're sick, like what what I slept in, your computer's down, your something, it doesn't matter. You get all those excuses out of the way. Did you do it or did you not do it? And I say that because if you can build a culture like that, it really helps to, people just want to get stuff done better because they don't want to look like they didn't care uh, because everybody cares for the most part. Right. But the, the goal is to get them to care enough. Right. And so, especially if they're representatives of your business and the same has to go for ourselves. that self accountability um, owning that too. Did I, if I didn't communicate that enough, then that's the outcome. Right. And so that that's, I'm going to wrap up the communication side. Hopefully there's some good notes you guys took there. It, it, Obviously, we just know communication is everything. It's so important and vital. And so the next one is goals, setting goals. 
And so, and actually it says here, set goals, but not too many. And the reason I say that is sometimes people just set insane amount of goals, right? It's so unrealistic that it, it's either unrealistic or it's, it's untrackable, right? They write a bunch of junk down and they never look at it again. That's not how you do goals. And so I want to give you some examples of, of goals that I would suggest you do. Um, and based on your business, you could do different ones. Um, but I want to share some that I've done in the past that helped me stay accountable, help my team stay accountable um, and build and grow, right? And, and then visiting these goals regularly. And so one was looking at a, a daily revenue goal. And, and this is, you know, I, I can remember when this hit me in business is I remember in one of our businesses, I looked at it and said, hey, five grand a day is the goal. If we do $5,000 a day, that gets us to, you know, based on 30 days, that's $150,000 a month. Um, that's the goal. And so if we did 15,000 one day, it doesn't mean we put our feet up. Every day we're going to do that 5,000 or more. That's the goal. And so, and the reason I say that is because that there, there's that hard line. So if I go to my team and I say, how do we do yesterday? Good is over 5,000. Bad, under 5,000. There isn't like, I don't know, the sun was out and my favorite song was on the radio. Like that, that doesn't make it a great day at work. If It has nothing to do with our goal. And so clearly articulating the goal is important. And in creating these goals, so we had a daily revenue goal, let's say 5,000 in this situation. The other one was a daily customer goal. So an attainment. So the first one is measuring effort. The second one is measuring attainment, customers. So at that time, our goal was to get a new customer a day, which 30 customers a month is it was was what we we're looking for. And then we look at the monthly revenue goals and the consistency. So because if your business is like, you know, let's say in this scenario, you 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 do 150,000 one month, then you do 90 the next. And then you do 140 the next and then 60. Yeah, you know, like there, there's just this, you, you don't want to have this up and down inconsistency because it, it, it doesn't allow you to plan, right? For the future and be organized and set as far as these goals go. So getting consistent with that is, is super important to hit minimums. Because if I have, if I know that, okay, at $150,000 a month, I can, if I consistently can do that, well, I could hire this new person for five grand a month to do this job. Or I could add, I could take my ad budget to $2,500 a month to $5,000 a month if I know this, right? So when we have certainty in revenue, we we can have certainty in how we grow. Otherwise, we're just like running around blind with scissors in our hand and it's not going to end up real well. And so that monthly revenue goals, we're, we're measuring consistency, right? So if I did real good today, that's great. Can I do real good 30 days in a row? Right. And there, there could be bad days, right? In that situation, like I said, you might have a $2,600 day. Well, I'm in a deficit. That was like, I have to make that up. But if at the end of the month, I still got to that 150, then, you know, we, we're on track, right? If we we're shy, we weren't. And so the next thing is that monthly customer goal. Did, did we get, you know, you might, like I told you, um, Monday, I remember I had seven, seven new introductions, right? I could be like, whew. I'm done for the week. I got all seven in for seven days, right? But but that isn't it. The goal is at least one new person a day. Um, and that's not our goals today, but but setting those sort of goals, whether it's a prospect, and, and there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't control. And I've shared this with you guys before, back when I used to do mortgages, we had a, there, we 
like based on the numbers of averages, there was, if you do a hundred calls, you would get five credit pulls. And if you get five credit pulls and you were decent, you might get two deals. If you were good, you'd get three to four, right? Of, of people that would move forward. And so if your goal was a deal a day, uh, which like, I think at the time, that's what, that's what we were doing. And so I knew I had to make, you know, you figure that metric out of make those hundred calls. And so the reason I say that from a, a goals to the effort standpoint, and I picked revenue is your years might be knocking on doors. It might be calling people. It might, it, whatever it might be, that's going to get you the customer that gets the revenue. Right. And you start, because what, what happens is you start being, when you can measure the effort and then you realize what percentage of the effort turns into a customer. Um, and I can help you guys with this too. I have spreadsheets that are like awesome. I didn't create some, some really smart, they went to like spreadsheet college, made them, but they're, they're super, super helpful uh, for you guys. And in one of our, one of our clinics, we have, you know, we have, we'll start with lead. So we have leads of those leads. How many people do we get in touch with of those people? How many people are interested of those people? How many did we get scheduled? Of The people that got scheduled, how many people showed up of the people that showed up, how many move forward? of the people that, you know, and then what was the revenue from that, right? Where a lot of people are just like, Hey, we, you know, a marketing person loves to tell you how many leads they sent you. But as a business owner, I still have to pay attention to the revenue, right? And if you don't measure that space in between, you, you don't know how well you're doing. And then you can't tell, is my marketing person bad? Is my customer service, like the person that calls people, gets them scheduled. Maybe they're bad. Maybe they don't call someone back for five days. Right. Or maybe they're rude and people don't want to come in. Maybe they're not knowledgeable with, what you actually do. And so the people are like, oh, that's maybe not for me, right? So you can go through the business and find out where your weakest link. Maybe it's a person that's that actually is trying to close the customer for the sale. Uh, maybe they're not good, right? Which is typical, a lot of times the case. And so measuring all these things and understanding where the goal has to be for like what good is and what bad is, is super important. And based on the business, it varies. But I want to give you guys a few. So daily revenue goals, customer goals, and the uh, monthly revenue goals, monthly customer goals, and then annual revenue goals. And, and then, so we'll, I'll map that out. And then I reverse engineer. If my annual goal is 2 million, or I'll use round numbers because I want to do a lot of math. Let's say 1.8 million, right? That's $150,000 a month. And so if that's my goal, I have to reverse engineer. How do I get to that? Okay. If I want to do 150,000 a month, that's $5,000 a day, right? And so you just, Start figuring that out. Maybe it's maybe you don't want to count weekends. You want to do 20 days a month, right? Whatever it is, figure it out. Because if your goal is to do 2 million, but the thing you're measuring, your plan gets you to 1.2 because you don't know how to reverse engineer that math, you're, you're, you're again, you're running in the dark with scissors. So you can't do that. You have to be able to, you have to be able to attach your goal together. Um, if I'm driving to somewhere that's five hours away, and I need to be there in three hours, I'm going to be late, right? Maybe if I have a plane or some other opportunity. And so the reason I say that is that's one of the biggest things I see with, with especially young entrepreneurs. They're like, I want to conquer the world. And I'm like, all right, let's reverse engineer it. I'm like, okay, you need a hundred new customers a day. Ready? Well, no, well, we, we got to get one customer a day. So let's, let's change the goal. And then when the goal, when we're consistently hitting our goal, that's when we want to change the goal. Otherwise what happens is you, you, you stop, you avoid the goal because the goal makes you feel bad. And then you don't have any more goals anymore. Right. And so, um, 
daily revenue, daily customer, monthly revenue, monthly customer. And I say that because it, it doesn't always have to be both. It can be one or the other. Um, and then annual revenue goal, reverse engineer, how you get there. And so you've probably heard people break down a million dollars at like whatever, $83,000 a month. And you can break it down to like the day. Um, I don't remember the math, but it's interesting when you do it um, as a place to start. I think when you realize that and you start figuring out ways to do that, you get to a million dollars really fast. If you're too lazy to do the math, it gets hard because you don't, you don't really know if you're on track. Um, and then the other part is, and strategically, I would say this next part, share this with your team. And because I say strategically, because some people, they don't, they, they, they just like have a bad thing. None of you guys, cause you guys are here understand why we need to build businesses for the kingdom. But some people just don't like money. They think when you start talking of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, they just get like, there's something about it. It's like a dark cloud. And so if you have those kind of people on your team, revenue goals are going to just bother them because, and, and I would probably say, get, get those people off your team. But uh, I, I want our team to know that like, listen, this is a business. There's a, it's, it, there's a process to this business that we provide a service there's a cost for that. We do a really great job. You know, ask most people, the people that work for me, I would say, Hey, do you, do you think you're good at what you do? Yeah. Do you like what you do? Yeah. Do you think you're helping people? Yeah. Great. Then we got to help more people, right? And helping more people, more attainment, right? More, more revenue. And then we can set those goals. And so share those goals because if, um, and I do that with, with, uh, we had a big milestone, one of my companies, uh, halfway then after the second quarter this year, and I shared it with the team. I said, Hey, here's a goal of mine. Right. And it, what was cool is a couple of people on my team were like, did we hit it? And we did. And, and it, it was neat that they were aligned with it too. And they are also the same people that are setting their financial goals for the month. Right. A salesperson that doesn't care how much money they make. is a bad salesperson, right? A salesperson that's like, Hey, I want to, I want to have the best month ever this month. Hey, I want to build, those are great salespeople because they're driven, they're motivated, they're excited and they understand what it takes to help grow the business. Cause we're, it, 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 we're not here. This isn't, you know, the, the nonprofit association and it, there's a time and place for that, but we want to grow this business. And so having your team understand the goals. And like I said, maybe it's, Hey, once you get a new customer a day, maybe you don't want to share the financial side because as, like I said, you're just protecting that because uh, some people do have, have issues with, with that stuff, but making sure your team's aligned is super important. And then have an action plan uh, to accomplish these goals. So going back to the reverse engineering, uh, but that's for the business. So if you want to do a million dollars this year, you figure that out. And then depending on if you're the solopreneur and you're the person doing the thing, well, then you know what you have to do each day to tell if you're on track or not. Because what happens if you set a goal, like I'm going to do a million dollars in sales this year. Great. And you get to like, and you only do like 150,000 in sales you know, you have to look at that and say like, are you, are you even serious? Are you trying? Is there, is there any level of actual measurement going into this or not? And and so those are some things I, I like, I'm, like I said, happy to help you guys with uh, that stuff that I've uh, really spent a lot of time on because it's important to measure each step and understand where you're going. Um, somewhat of a, it's a micromanaging, uh, but it's really more of about like a micro accountability. Like, am I doing what I said I was going to do today? For the goal that I want tomorrow, right? And it's as Christians, that's how we live, right? We live a life today for a promise of eternity, 
right? And so th- we, we should be theoretically really good at understanding that long-term goal and the steps that we have to do, the things we have to do and things we shouldn't do each day to, to acquire that. Up next is structured time behind the business. Um, and this is one of the one of the number one things entrepreneurs ask me. It's like, man, between all the selling and the doing the job, and when do I find the time to to you know plan out and map it out? You you grow, you go, you just figure it out. Like the this entrepreneur thing ain't easy, right? And but but the greatest opportunity to to, to be financially independent and be successful is as a business owner, right? And unless you're like the CEO of some you know major chase or like some major company you're not going to make crazy, you know, like uh, world changing money unless you're a business owner. Right. And, and when you're a business owner, you get to design the culture of the business, what it does, you know, there's, and the, you guys, there's a lot of crummy companies out there, a lot of really big crummy companies, not doing good things. And that's what lit a fire in me is to help raise up as many good people, building good companies, serving people, doing the right thing um, that are kingdom-minded. And so I say that to you because like, you might have some, you know, 12, 14 hour days and plan on having a lot of them. You may have some practices you got to miss for your kids. There's going to, there's going to be some sort of sacrifice to be, that's going to be made to do the things you need to do. Now, the goal eventually is to, if you do it strategically is back yourself out of it because you'll max out. You can't, you know, you can't have a race car run in the red the whole time. The engine will blow and, and you'll blow up too. And even if you don't blow up, cause you're just crazy resilient, you'll max out. You can still, you know, if your goal, let's just say the max you could do is that $5,000 a day. Well, if you want to grow your business, you got to bring someone else in to scale that, right? Well, you have to teach them, you know, and, and most of the time you didn't create the right SOPs, standard operating procedures to train them. And that's why I'm teaching all these things early is, is if, like I said it earlier, if you are clearly articulate the customer journey, Hey, we do, we call them. Here's the script that I say, when I talk to them from there, I check in with them on this day to make sure that they did this. I check with them on this day. So you, you create that process that you could slide that sheet of paper over to your new salesperson and they could follow that script and potentially replicate what you do. Now you just learned how to scale your business. Now you went from 5,000 a month to 10,000 a month because someone else can do what you do. And so that's why it's super, super important in the beginning to do that. Um, I had to do that years later and I hated it with a passion. Uh, Now I love doing it because I see the value in it. And so as we roll out, it's interesting when when the person that runs like kind of the back end of a couple of my companies is on vacation. And so I've been covering for her. uh, So it's been like the hardest week I've had in like two years, but because she's amazing, she's getting a raise, but but I, there's a lot of things that I got to see because I don't train anyone anymore. She does it. She trains them. She's got people, people that she's hired that they're training people. She's not even training them, right? She's checking in and stuff like that. But I, it's I'm for, further removed, removed from that. But it was a great opportunity to look in for me to see, to look at a what what people have done real well, right? And that's that's one of the things too in the communication side is like making sure to say, hey, look, you've done a really good job building this team here's a few things I noticed that I think we could do a little bit better, right? And my team knows like my, my life motto is obsessed with finding a better way. So they know Adam is always looking for a better way to do something. And they know that they can come to me with better ways to do things. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about that because I don't know it all either. And so I, I, I say those things because creating that, taking the time to, to write that structure out of the, it's, it's just important. Just do it. 
you find the time to do it. Um, whether it's the financial goals, like we talked about, number three, set those goals, take the time to do it. Uh, the structured uh, promotion and marketing plan. So like, you know, if your goal is to post every single day on Facebook or post a video every single day on, on Instagram or whatever that might be, it doesn't just happen without organization. Like I said, I'll sit down and I'll write out, here's the 10 videos I'm going to do. I will literally, when I do videos, I'll have like a different two, two or three shirts and I'll just change shirts and record the other video because it's so hard to find that time. I'll like block it usually like a Saturday morning and I'll just sit down and record the content. And then I send it off to my guy and I'm done. And then he sends it back. And then I schedule when it goes out and it's done. Right. So like you have to take the time to do those things outside of the day-to-day running of the business. Force yourself. Pick maybe maybe it's Saturday. Like you'd say every Saturday morning, I'm doing the stuff that I don't want to do behind the scenes because I know it has to be done. Um, structuring self-assessments for you and your team. That's super important too. I think the like performance review stuff is, it's just so like corporate America. I just, I don't like it. I just, I think it's terrible, but having like these check-ins, um, I, like having, you know, I, so I try to meet at least with my team once a week and certain members of my team one-on-one once a week as well. Like I said, I, as you get kind of removed from the day-to-day stuff, uh, you you have to have those check-ins like, because they may need something, but they're not going to raise their hand. And, but like, if you're in front of them, how's it going? What's this? And they're like, Hey, you know what? Like, this is really tough or, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting crushed. You know, I think of like the person I was talking about on vacation. Like I, I never want her to leave. Like, she's so great. Like if she left me, I would be, Oh, it'd be terrible. Cause then I got to find someone as good as her that I can trust. She's been with me for like four years now. Um, and so I'd want to know if she's okay. So just taking that time to meet with your team and say, Hey, how's it going? Like, what's up? You all right? You got enough time? You need me? You need, you need help? Can I take something off your plate? Can we hire Like she's got two assistants now. Right. But had she not kind of been like, yeah, I'm just kind of getting bogged down. Whatever we got to do, let's get you more help because I need her doing what she does. Uh, so the business can do what it does. Right. And so I don't have to do some of those things I hired her to do that. I don't like, or I'm not good at. Right. And so having seeing that and taking the time, because sometimes it's, you know, our ego is just, it's always going to be the enemy. And sometimes we just get going and I got all these important things to do. I don't have time to check in on that stuff. They should be fine. Right. But that's not the answer. And that's used to be, that used to be the way I thought because I'm just very, just kind of gritty driven person and, and a lot of entrepreneurs are. And so sometimes it's hard to kind of let off the gas a little bit, pull over and just make sure everybody's okay. And so structure that time um, and, and make it about, them. Um, and, and like I said, about yourself, like I said, the, this, this, when I read this, I said, for you or your team, because I have to, I literally structure time in my calendar to just sit quiet and, and I'll do it, especially like when I travel, when I'm up here, I leave my schedule open. Cause it's, I don't have kids, no wife, no like routine. Like there's no things I have to do around the house, um, to, to, to distract me and just sit and look where I want to go, things I want to solve, think about my business. Right. And so creating that structuring that time, um, is a great way to not get behind on, on taking, uh, action on that stuff. And so, uh, making sure you do that. And then the fifth thing I want to get into is the final thing I have for you guys is coaching and other business groups. And these are good. And I've always go, I'll go back to the ego thing. I've just, 
just, it's hard for me to like, hard for me to connect with people. And that's one of the things when I first saw Jonathan and, and meeting him, I was like, he was like my kind of guy. Right. And so it was, it was easier for me to listen to, you know, my kind of guy about the word and, and, and following Jonathan, like my, my faith grew, like all kinds of things changed in, in my walk with the Lord massively, rapidly. Right. I would say in three months, more than the prior three years. Right. And so, and, and that's important. Like to me, that was the most important thing, which in fast forward, look, look what it's led to an opportunity to do what's on my heart to do as well. But I say that to like finding other guys. And that's where like, I, I I'm blessed to be here and to be a resource for you guys. I don't have all the answers and there's likely other people that have a lot better answers for you, especially specifically to your, your vertical that you're in, but find a coach. It, like I've spent more money and time this year on coaching than ever. Things have taken off better than ever, right? Because the fastest way to, you know, I, there's a guy I did business with. He was like one of my superheroes, one of the, you know, super successful business persons, person, one of the largest speakers in the world, uh, reached out to me to help build a company. And I was like, me? And he's like, yeah, you're the best I know doing it. And I need to get it done in six months. I don't want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and not be on track to get it done. Will you do it? Yeah. And so I, I was flattered, number one. Uh, but but I say that because I, what I learned from him is, and one thing he said is he's like, listen, I want to find someone doing the thing I want done really, really fast and see if I can pay them to learn or even partner with them. Right. So I fortunately got to partner. And, and so finding somebody that's where you want to be is is the fastest way to get there. Right. And so part of what, what this is, what we're doing here is, like I said, not that I know it all, but if I can shave some time, if I can save you some money, if I can stop you from doing that business partnership with that best friend that we're totally, per, you know, we're alike in every single way, you're going to be terrible business partners. Don't business partner someone that's identical to you. Like if I can help you not do some of those mistakes, that, that's great. That's a blessing. And so, but find, get, like finding coaches, finding groups, um, the other thing is going to, you know, I think of it like with church, like, you know, we, we do these retreats, we do these revivals, like it makes sense. Cause we know it, 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 it sharpens us. It makes us better. And so at the same time, we need to do this as business people. And a lot of times it's like, it, it gets you like putting yourself out there for some people. It's very easy for some people. Um, it's hard. Right. And so the more you can like put yourself out there, you know, or you, there's, you, um, going to like these, uh, they call it, I wrote it down here, you know, just like these business groups, you know, you might have, Oh, there's a real estate group that meets every, you know, second Monday of the month or whatever. Going there is like going to the gym. There's some work to be done, right? So you can go to the gym every single day, 365 days a year and not see any change in your body unless you actually put in the effort and participate right? The, the folks that look the best in the gym don't necessarily go to the gym the most or the longest. They're just more intense and putting in the effort while they're there. And so I say that to you is because I see a lot of people that go to marketing meetings or, or group meetings or whatever, whatever they're called, maybe even a mastermind. And they're, they're not trying to expand their business or they talk to the same guy like, Joe goes there. I know Joe, we're friends. We're on the same softball team. It's like they go to this meeting with 80 other people and they talk to Joe the whole time. Dude, how are you going to get any better? How are you going to broaden your, your, uh, your network and everything? Stop talking to people, you know, 
go meet new people. Um, that's one thing my wife and I, we, we try to do is, um, and it's just, just hard with life, but like try to go have dinner with different people just because I want to get to know, right? If I have dinner with the same people I've had dinner with for 20 years, it's not super interesting. Let's get some, let's get some new people in there. Let's learn about someone else, find some other people we can connect with. And so doing that in business, I say it to you and I'd say it in that way because people will tell you to join this mastermind or go do this, find a, a group. But if you don't actually engage and, and go to that group and again, micromanage, micro accountability, Hey, I'm going to meet 10 new people. Don't walk around handing out your business card. I wouldn't even, I don't even like having business cards. What I suggest with someone, one thing that really impresses me when a, especially a younger person that's like, wants to pick my brain and, and like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, pick your brain, have lunch or coffee or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, when you want to do it, and they pull out their calendar and they corner me for like a time. I love it. I mean, I'm like, whatever this kid wants, I can't wait to help them out because they're not passive. They're like, they're, they're respectful, but they're like, Hey, right now. So if someone's, you're at a, a marketing meeting, instead of handing out a bunch of cards and I get some friends, actually, I could, if you guys are interested, they make digital ones where it's like the QR code and you scan it. And then what that does is they like become instant Facebook friend. Like all they like, it's, it's actually pretty, pretty clever. It's to me a little, a little much, but just, Hey, what's when someone's like, Oh, I don't have a card or, or don't have a card. Just say, what's your phone number. I'm going to put you in my phone here. I'm going to send you a text right now because that action after intention is like game changer for the outcome. Right. How many times we all do this where we run into somebody at the grocery store, or we see them at church and we're like, oh, we got to get together and scrap lunch. Let's get coffee. And we never do it. Right. We never do it. We're all guilty of doing this stuff. But when it comes to our business, if you'll do those things, if you'll be different, if you're the person that's like, I'm going to that mastermind or I'm going to that whatever group and I'm going to meet 10 new people. I'm going to get their contact information. I'm going to follow up with them. I'm going to have a call or coffee or whatever it is. You will be the most successful person. I promise you that the difference between the people that are showing up and the people that are winning is the action they take in between. I promise you that. And so the reason I say is I think it's very good to get in those groups. Um, you know, if you're in the construction business, like get in with the local area, get on the board of something, get, you know, weasel your way in there so that like if decisions come across, you're the guy or like, this person wants to do some development to their house and they need this approval. Well, guess what? You got a business that can facilitate that. So, you know, it'll get approved, right? So there's just ways that being strategic about where we put ourselves to find new customers, build a greater network. Like I said, the, the referrals, I, I have one very successful company that is built hundred percent on referrals and, and to the point where people ask, Hey, is it okay if I, refer someone over to you guys. Cause they think it's so inclusive, right? Like it's that, that thing they can't get into unless we tell people that that's yeah, referral only. So that's the only way to get into it. And they're like, Ooh, I want to be a part of that. Right. And so, you know, hopefully I pray all you guys get to grow and scale a business to the point where, where it, it gets, it gets to that. Cause it's a nice place when you're not forking out tens of thousands of dollars to Facebook every month to, uh, to build the business, but go to these things and be very specific with it. And one of the last notes I have here, um, is for the coaching and the business groups is, is focus on what you're weak. What are you weak at? And as people, and that's really what, when Jesus told us to pick up our cross was to not focus and boast on the things that we're good at. Like, and we do this as I call it church people of, of like, well, Hey, I don't do this or I don't do that. Like we start kind of like, but maybe there's another thing. Maybe we're struggling to say no to certain food. Maybe we're not, you know, spending the right time with our family. Maybe, you know, maybe we're not giving it our all at, 
our office at the work or the job or whatever it might be, right? There's, there's always some area in life that we can work on to get better. And and in doing that, you're always going to get closer to God. But I say that too, is from a business standpoint, um, is really getting clear at what you're not good at and finding a way to get better at it or finding someone that could do it, right? Like I'm not real good at doing video editing. I'm not going to learn to do it because I could pay someone, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks a video to just do it for me, right? So that's better in my position today than doing that. I should not be wasting hours learning how to edit videos. And and so, but if that's your thing, that's your thing, right? Can you imagine here, like if Jonathan was like running the camera, like doing the sound? No, he gets people who are way smarter than him at that stuff to do it. And that's that's how you think scale. And so I say that though, but you have to know your weak parts because what happens again, going to the ego part with, with building a business is we will hide from what we're not good at. And like, whether it's, I can think of when I first got into business, like I just, I just, I'm a sales guy. So I just want to sell. I'm like, Hey, if I can just generate enough revenue customers, great. But then if you don't, you're not paying attention to that attrition rate, you're losing customers or, you know, you're, you're given deals or like you didn't, this cost was more than you anticipated the cost was going to be. And you're losing behind you in front of you. You think you're winning. Then you're like, all right, let's look at it. You're like, Oh, we didn't make any profit. Why? Cool. I'm not good at paying attention to the numbers. Right. And so there's different aspects of business that we're weak in and going to these, getting in coaching, uh, finding people that have had a lot of success before, you know, that that's one thing I, I'm, I'm going to get into some real estate investing. And so I'm finding guys that are really, really good at it that have spent five years you know, they, they spent a hundred thousand dollars with the top real estate coaches. They've spent three or four years doing a lot of mistakes to like get really, really good. And now they're at a point where they're there and I'm like, Hey, what uh, I'm going to figure something out. If they get to be part of, Hey, you're going to be a part of my deals and we'll split it 50, 50, but I'll cover everything. So they're going to get paid out. Like whatever it is, I'm going to negotiate something to do it with them. So I can learn because I, I would in the long term I'm going to be way more successful because I'm shaving, you know, in, in five months, I might learn what took this guy five years. Right. So finding people to do that and being very vulnerable with yourself um, and them to say, Hey, like this part, I just don't understand or what, cause who knows what you can learn. There's, there's tidbits that I've taken away from there's a mastermind I joined because the guy that runs it, he posted a thing. He posted a thing about a Facebook group. And I went, I saw that and I was like, huh, let me see. Within three days, I took action, did some searching, did some messaging. Within three days, I had somebody with a huge group that had an audience that I wanted. That person now, fast forward, works for me. We've brought tens of thousands of dollars in um, through that channel, just because I saw that one guy's idea. And so I was, I saw the idea within 30 days, I already we made enough money off that idea for me to justify joining this mastermind. Cause I was like, what else could, might I learn? Right. And then I'm like, Oh wait, there might be a lot of customers at that in that same group too. And so I say that to you is, is like a lot of opportunity is just right in front of our face. Uh, we just have to just, just focus on what, um, what, uh, what, what we need to get out of it. Right. And so if we don't know what we need, we don't know what to look for. And so, that's the last thing I want to share with you guys is, is really pay attention to the things you're not that good at. Find people that have already had a lot of success in your specific area, get a coach, join a mastermind, join a 
business group. And then when you do, be intentional. Don't go sit off there in the corner on your phone, scrolling through Instagram. Go meet a bunch of people, get their phone numbers, get their contact information, schedule calls with them. Like be relentless and you will win. Like victory is is destined for the people that are relentless. And um, yeah, that's, I, I just really hope and pray that for you guys. Uh, we have a few more minutes. If, if anyone had any specific questions, they wanted to hop in, we'll, uh, let's knock some questions out. Anybody? I see something about the Facebook group. Just message me on Facebook and I'll send you the link. I think I have to like find you and invite you. Um, I don't know if there's anybody hands for the, uh, any questions. Yeah. I can't see him in the chat. Is there a way that, is there a way that we can like unmute some people that raise their hand? I can't see that stuff. Sorry. See if the guys in the media room, maybe they're on break. Um, you're going to check. Yeah. Hopefully you guys that, We'll see if we can get the question thing to get you guys unmuted, but hopefully you guys got some value out of this today. Um, like I said, I can post my notes on the uh, on our Facebook page so you guys can have that structure, but I suggest you know match that up with your own notes because your personal notes are likely the things that the Holy Spirit kind of quickened you in your in, in your spirit and then you can line that back up to to what we said and then maybe rewatch and reach out to. That's one thing too I forgot to mention. You guys can email me and I do apologize if the turnaround time, just like for this example, this week, I'm traveling all week. And like I mentioned, I have a super important person in my organization um, on vacation, uh, but email me. So if I don't get back to you guys in like 24 hours, I, I apologize, but email me um, RTX at revivaltoday.com. And that comes to me and we'll set up a time to talk. Uh, so a lot of you guys, I think I probably had, I think I was, it was like 85 calls or something already, which is awesome. I love it. And, and it's, it, it really is a passion of mine. So I, I want to help you guys too. So email me, we'll schedule a time to talk and um, walk through. We'll probably spend like 30 seconds on your life story and like get future focused in the, on the business. And I say that because uh, to be successful, like I mentioned here, it, every single thing we talked about today, not one time did I talk about looking backwards right? Setting goals, looking forward. We're measuring how the day was, measuring how the month was, but we're not talking about 10 years ago where we had this deal and like, I tried this thing, like get that out of your head. That's holding you back. That's like carrying a suitcase around that's empty. We, I say it to you guys because it's important because a lot of times our own stuff just gets in the way. Um, so let's, if we can fire up some questions, I'll stop preaching, uh, but make sure you guys email me rtx at revivaltoday.com. Um, also, uh, on Instagram, it's Adam lamb 33. Find me there. I can, if you need to communicate with me and then on Facebook, um, I can get you linked up into our private Facebook group as well. Do we have I, the question? All right. I have a question. Fire away. Um, thank you so much for all this information. It's been awesome. You mentioned you have somebody that you send to get videos edited. Are you able to share that? Yeah, what I can do just if you'll email me, um, I will. Uh, I'll just get you connected with uh, with her to do that. And what's cool about her, she has she has two processes. She has one where it's like 
you send the content over and she edits it. She also has a process where she can help you like create videos with good structure. So like a good hook, you know, would kind of dropping that stuff in and closing and with, you know, or call to action, uh, stuff like that. So depending on what your need is and, and budget, she can do that kind of stuff. So yeah, just, just email me, um, RTX at revivaltoday.com and I can get you, uh, connected as well. And I'll probably just, what I'll do just to is send you the link to her stuff and you can decide if you like, you know what I mean? So it's not awkward. <laughs> You're not like forced to talk to them if you don't, if it's not what you want. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Anybody else? Yep. Go ahead. How do we click it? Someone else clicking? Who's doing that? Question. Yes. How you doing? Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, my um, First of all, I haven't started a viable business, but I've in the past done lots of little ideas where I kind of got there, created something, and then stopped. So I guess I'm looking for the sh- best strategy. I know it involves the Holy Spirit, but go ahead and to find my divine right business. Um, but not just for a small items, because that would be like volume, right? And um, I'm looking for something right away, like bigger ticket items or service that I can package together um, that would be in line with who I am and my talents that I already have. Yeah, that's a great question. And it, it, it it's a super popular question, especially with young people or, or early entrepreneurs. And number one is, what do you really love to do? Like, what could you do all day long? Like, I love talking to people and I love talking to people about health and wellness and helping people. Like, helping people is my favorite thing to do. And so if I can talk to you about how I can help you, that's wonderful. And so today I've taken that from helping people with their health. Now I help people build businesses. Now I help people do other things in business. Like, it, it grows like that, that and solving problems in business. But I say that because it started with my passion for health and wellness. Uh, you know, 20 years ago. And so for you, I would say, find what you really, really love. Like the copycat stuff of like, I've done that. Like where I've started a company because I saw someone else start a company like that. And I was like, well, I could kind of do what they do. And it just doesn't work out. And so you lose motivation because you're not in love with the idea. And so find what you really, really love. Because here it is today in this, in the 2023, you can make money in a business out of anything. There's guys that play video games that make millions of dollars a month on YouTube for people watching them play video games. If you told me 20 years ago, I could be a millionaire playing video games and people would watch me myself as a kid you know, and, and every parent would have laughed. Well, guess what? You can. And so what do you really, really love? You could say, I love cleaning my car. Great. You could make car detail videos that grows your following. And then those, the product company will pay you marketing dollars to use it. Like there's a zillion ways if you're willing to do the work um, to do it, but the, it starts with doing what you love. Cause if you don't like it, you're, you'll, you'll quit, right? You, you'll stop. It's going to get hard and you won't, you won't have uh, the willpower to continue through it. So really, really Find what you love that you could do every day, all day long, like jump out of bed, hard to go to sleep at night because you just love it, right? And and that's the thing you want to figure out how to turn into a business and monetize. And, and, and you bring up something that a lot of people have questions on too, of like, when do I start my LLC? And 
get all that stuff. Like when you start making money and you're consistent, because if, if you open an LLC and a bank account and, and getting all these things put together are super important. And I can help you guys do all that stuff, structure all that stuff, meet the right people, create templates on, on the process of how to do all that. But none of that matters if your business isn't going to go and grow, right? And so th- th- I know that's a question we get often is like, when should I start my LLC? W- when you're making money, right? You can you can make three grand a year, 10 grand a year, or 15 grand a year on a, I think it's Schedule C on your tax return and just, you know, uh, non-employment, non-employment income. And so worry about those things later because otherwise we get caught in that because the real fear is getting out to the meetings, trying to find customers, getting sales done, figuring that stuff out. Like once you get that stuff going, that's that's when the real structure is important. But getting out and actually conducting business, creating a viable product or service, selling it, getting customers, getting repeat customers, then it's time to like do some of those other things. Because if you can't do that, you, you don't have a business. You just, you kind of have a an idea, right? There's a huge gap from idea to uh, business as well. Hopefully that answers the question and answers maybe some other ones. Who else? Thank you. All right, next question. Who is the question boss? I see a Nico. Who's, who's clicking the question thing there? Did it work to unmute my microphone? Oh, I gotcha. You're live. Okay. Um, I have a bunch, but I'll narrow it down to two quick ones. Um, I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago at church about the horse supplement mm-hmm. that has been taking off. And I'm basically already behind the curve on marketing. I mean, everything. I've been doubling my orders of ingredients to try to keep up with scale. Uh, (laughs) So that's a good problem to have. But um, one of the ideas that I had was to basically go from a basic Shopify website to a subscription option where I, because it basically I sell a 30 day supply of a supplement for one horse. So basically trying to get customers um, incentivizing them in some way to do a subscription to where they're not having to remember to order and I'm not having to circle back Cause I'm kind of in the in-between where now I have the website, but people still are texting me personally Yeah. Um, to kind of try to streamline that. But do you have any like basically yeah, cheat sheet on that in terms of like is Shopify the best way to go on that? Or is there a best way to, yeah. well, I, I think, yeah. My, my first answer is I think, so just so you guys understand every situation isn't the same, right? She's talking about a supplement for horses. Anyone else have a horse supplement, right? No one does, right? So like the advice I would give you would be more specific and one-on-one through a course of me asking you questions because I have some ideas for you specifically um, about how to do that and scale that. Like if you said, had a gun to your head, what would you do today? I'll I'll walk you through that. But it brings up an important point that I think everybody can take value away from is so I was explaining, like I I have a, a client of mine who builds beautiful, you know, $100,000 $100,000 custom pools, right? Well, he, he probably doesn't get a lot of repeat business. He might get some referral business, right? And then there's some people that have the customer that maybe, you know, they they, they get something annually, right? It's something they did a chimney sweeped or a whatever. There's something they get oil change, right? Something like that. And so, and then there's something like uh, Aniko's mentioning is like having a product that, 
people might need regularly, right? Or a service, maybe a house cleaner, right? I think like, you know, something like that. And then, then creating a subscription. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because based on how you're looking to identify your business or where you're at in your business, because some people, they don't think of the lifetime value of the customer, right? So like one of our companies, we're looking at a client that's been with us for over 10 years. That guy has spent six figures with our company, right? And we're not that expensive. And so it's because he's been with us so long over the long period of time that he spent that much money, right? And so creating a process to keep people, you know, the horse feed, you might have some, the next thing might be a horse how to detangle their tail. I don't know. Like, I don't know the horse problems that might exist out there, but thinking of potentially, you know, once you get the customers buying, you get a thousand monthly subscribers. When you have a subscription business too, your business is worth more in the marketplace. And so for me personally, I build businesses with the mindset, solve, scale, sell. I like to build it, make money while I build the business, find somebody who says, oh, wow, I want that. And then I sell it to them with a specific multiple, depending on the, the market and the, how the business runs. And so acquiring, you know, strategically building your business in a manner that allows you to acquire, you know, customers through subscription, repeat customers. If, you know, the guy that owns the, that builds the pools, if he was smart, he'd have a separate company that did pool cleaning, right? Get all the people who your pools, you built, you're cleaning their pool. So you're continually generating revenue because customer acquisition can be very hard. And once you have the customer, you don't want to lose them. You got to take care of them. You want to keep keep them in there. And so we've done that in the healthcare side of like, hey, if you came to us for weight loss, great. We also want to take a look at your hormones. We want to take a look at your supplementation. We want to take a look at your nutrition. We want to take a look at, do you have a trainer? Do you have a workout? No. So if we're their source that got them this massive life change, right? Well, guess what? Their customers, they're never going anywhere else, right? They're going to stay with us and they're going to send all their friends. And so- Thinking in, of your business of like, how do I continue to keep those customers? And, and, and to, to your point, the subscription side, a subscription business is massive from a multiple standpoint. So thinking about how do I get people to do that? And so Nico, for you, I have a specific thing. Like, well, let's just email me at rtx at revivaltoday.com. Let's grab some time because I have a couple of questions. I think would what I would do if I were you in your shoes, what I would do specifically um, and sometimes guys in business, uh, one thing I'm going to suggest to her is to put the product fulfillment, all that stuff in the hands of someone else. So for example, I had a supplement company one time. I was My responsibility was the brand, marketing, branding, putting the content out, talking about it. But I wasn't like at I wasn't making the product. I wasn't putting it in boxes and shipping it out. Someone else is doing that stuff, right? Now, there's a cost on the margin for that. But the time cost that was different, right? Now, I, I have friends in the supplement space, same time, they brought everything in-house. They own the 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 company that, you know, the, the machine company that makes the products, packages it, they do everything in-house. And you can do that if based on size. And so some businesses, it makes sense to kind of farm out some of the process so that you can spend, if I could spend 100% of my time marketing, scaling, and growing the business, but that back-end operational side, someone else I paid to do that. So maybe I lost you know, 10% of the profit, but I got 100% of that time that might be 50% of the time back to focus on the growth. That's a no-brainer. And so that's something that just to give you a little teaser of what we'll talk about is, is, is an idea to do that. 
um, finding someone to do that. And sometimes those people that you you use to do that part of your business, let's say in accounting, right? I have a, a CPA, I have an accountant, they they manage all my businesses. They refer me customers. Hey, Adam, I got this friend with a shoulder injury. I said, yep. <laughs> they refer. I mean, like the people you do business with, and especially as Christians, we should all be doing this. The people you do business with, partner with, they're vendors of yours, should be sending you business. I, I, I can't share a story, but a big one of like a, a big company, another big company. And the one company said, Hey, we want you to use our company for your, all your services here. And then would they want them to do the same thing? So it's like a, a massive, you know, hundred million dollar relationship um, on both sides. We both get to win. You use us, we use you. And so like those kind of negotiations are are fantastic where you can make that happen. And it works a lot if you ask and see the opportunity. Awesome. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Um, really quick, one more question that if it's kind of the same thing, you know, where it's more specific, that's fine. I'll email you. Um, is in the marketing, I guess, sphere of equine products, the rodeo world, cutting race horses, all of that. Um, why I even have a niche for my product is basically because everybody else is making huge promises and not executing (laughs) and they are charging a gazillion dollars, basically like huge, crazy margins, um, kind of at the expense of everybody, you know, actually operating in that world. Um, how do you balance marketing when I don't want to be negative toward other, you know, brands and products and companies, but when that's, you know, my direct competition and I can do price breakdowns, for example, where my product is outperforming theirs specifically and would save people hundreds of dollars per horse a month. How do you balance like promoting your product against competition without, I guess, being like a politician almost about it because I'm, it's. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I'd say like, number one, we're Christians. So we know we shouldn't talk bad specifically. Now, listen, I have no problem to say, Hey, mainstream medicine is a mess. I have no problem saying that there's a lot of my competition out there that does cookie cutter programs. They look at the minimum that they need to qualify you to be a customer of theirs. We don't look at the minimum. We look at everything that we look. So I, I I'm not talking about anyone specifically, right? There's a lot of people that bad actors, we call them that, that do things. What I talk about is why we're different. So I'm like, Hey, we're not this person. We do this, here's why, and be able to explain it to them. And it goes back to the original thing when I was talking about uh, kind of the self-promotion is that that specific example is there's other companies that do like one of our, our telemedicine company and their goal is what is the minimum things I need to look at for your blood on your blood work so that you can become a client? Well, that has never been our philosophy. Our philosophy is what is everything I need to see to make sure we're putting you in the best situation, right? And so when people, you ask someone, hey, do you want someone that's doing the minimum to make you a customer or someone that's looking at everything that's important to to have your health in the best, you know, best situation? And everyone's going to choose that 100% of the time, right? So if there's a cost difference, uh, I don't believe in building businesses on the, to be the lowest person ever. Uh, I believe, you know, cost is what you pay, value is what you get. And so talking about the value in that is, is super key. And so I think that just explaining that, you know, you know, yeah, we see that with marketing, Hey, the leading brand does this, you know, we only need one wipe to wipe it, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, whatever the thing is, you're not bad mouthing them or talking about them specifically. That wouldn't be right. But I think just talking about 
why the product's better. And then, and, and then showing it, right? When I can, you know, when it comes, I think of like weight loss, like, hey, here she is, here she is 90 days later. Here he is, here he is 90 days later, right? That's the results. Hey, here's a video. Hey, wow, working with them is the greatest thing. Is, you know, my in your situation, maybe the horse is performing better, the whatever the inflammation's gone, whatever the product is that it does. And so then people get to see the customer's opinion. You're telling them why, because when you tell me what's important to you and that's important to me, then I decide I want to align with you as the person I want to give my money to. And and that we see that all over, especially right now in, in the market, as far as companies expressing what their their what's important to them and a lot of consumers saying, Oh, I'm not, that's, I'm not interested in that anymore. Right. So we can do that. On a, that can happen negatively as well. So I think you just have to create that content. Again, you and I could get specific in, in that the horse, the horse supplement space is, is unique, but I actually happen to know some people in the space. So that, that's why it's interesting to me. So let's, we'll grab some time uh, to talk specifically on that. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else question who's next? Anybody who's unmuted? I see a cute little dog and a flannel thing with a hand raised. Thank you, Grace. To you, that's um, Daisy, our oh, Yorkie. Hey, hey, Daisy, I like Yorkies. Cute. Um, thank you so much. This has been so informative. Um, this has been the third live session I've been able to jump on. I thought cool. today was really outstanding. I'm excited to get the recording. And thanks so much for sending out those recordings. Thank you. So um, I learned so much. I have so many questions, but to focus, and I will email you. And thank you so much for dropping your email for um, offline communication. Um, so I believe, and I think you do as well, and Jonathan believes, um, to give 10% of the first income. So that means when I close this $2,000 deal I'm currently completing through contract today. I take 10% from that 2000 straight from payday. So when they send it to my Venmo, I take, see, 10% uh, of 2000 is 200, right? Yep. And I would just drop that to the church like today, let's say, and the money comes through. Is that correct? Because to me, that feels like the best way to do it. So I don't fall behind versus waiting to the end of the month. And I also feel like it's from this moment that I'm coming into agreement and showing God from this moment, like, this is not of me. This is of you. I'm giving it to you. And also for me in conclusion that my business is that of God. Um, I just I need to just have God be my partner and have that be clear to others. The way others are being so clear that their partner in some spaces and places seems to be downright demonic, if not stated as clearly in partnership with Satan or demonic or dark forces. So I'm saying to, from the go, tithe and also make clear and who I am in my company's branding that I'm unified with God. Yeah. Um, it, I even also, have a Bible verse I'm using, um, Psalms uh, 61.1 in my promos, my public promos. That's all. It's awesome. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something on that. Two things. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, and so, you know, think of me and this is why I'll preface what I'm going to say. So you have like the worldly person sitting over here. You got the business big time Jesus guy here. And then you could have like the, let's say, I'm just going to pick on Jonathan. Let's say Jonathan here, right. Is the, the, 
the faith leader, right? And so with that being said, I think, number one, what's the Holy Spirit tell you to do? That's your answer, right? Because like when it when it comes to like tithing 10%, like I think like I tithe more than 10%, right? Like I like I do, I tithe, I write checks based on the Holy Spirit. So I tithe, that's on autopilot, right? But there's I give additional money, like based spirit-led all the time. Right. And and it and it's awesome to to have that feeling and know that you heard and and know that you did that and you find out later that whether that person needed it or it's just like, or, or you just see it come back around from God, it has to be spirit led. Now that's, that's the Adam Jesus guy part. The the other side of that, which, which I'm not a hundred percent certain on is from a CPA standpoint, because unfortunately we still have to write checks to from which one is more tax advantageous. Now, if your business does 2000, and it makes more sense to pay you and then you pay the 200, right? This is like when it gets into the that stuff that I, I'd want to double check with my CPA. My understanding is that, and I'll tell you, but, I, but I've done this, is that if it comes from my business, the tax advantages are not as good as if it comes from the person, uh, but it doesn't change the dollar amount, right? So if I want to write a check from my business for $10,000, I'm tithing from my business and I slide that to me and slide that into the kingdom from a paper standpoint, right? Like it does, it's the same amount, right? As opposed to, well, I did 2000 and then this, 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 and my cost, and then it was actually $110. Well, if the Holy Spirit told you 200 and you're doing 110, you're rolling the dice, right? And so that's the only caveat in, in my answer. So whatever the Spirit's telling you to do, that's what you do always. Um, and the second thing is if there's a strategic worldly way to do that, that is more tax advantageous, because there's a lot of tax benefits of owning a business um, and, and how the, how, how you conduct that. Um, and that could be something, email me, I can get you connected with my CPA. It probably something I should refresh myself to give you the best answer on. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know I've asked that and I'm almost positive me personally writing like, tithing is better than my business from a tax advantage standpoint, but the dollar amount, you know, if you, the Holy Spirit said 200 bucks, 200 bucks from you or 200 bucks from, you know, my business LLC, it's irrelevant to the kingdom. God doesn't care. But if uncle Sam cares, you want to make sure you do it the right way so that you can uh, take advantage of that from a tax standpoint. So that hopefully that answers your question, but email me and I'll get the answer for you. Uh, And, um, you know, share that with you. Cause it, it all depends. Like you have an S corp and LLC, what, I, I, you know, all that stuff I think yes. matters, but Thank that's why so I pay CPA. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That was the amazing, both interesting and grace filled answer. I appreciate your time. And, um, thank you again. And I will email you. Praise that is Lord. really great, great points to consider. Um, but just black and white, um, uh, whatever comes in at least 10 out, um, 10, 10% the tithe. And then oh. as you said, as led in giving even more, but minimum I'm saying then the 10%. I, I think that's just what I'm going to sit in, in my humanness as I grow my business for now. But I love the, um, the reality of the system we live in. And I'm reminded how Jesus also was very aware of yeah. um, taxes what's, and money. And what's so this Caesar's is really is Caesar's. interesting. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. yeah right. So and interesting. I'll tell you, Thank you I'll so get, much. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll, and there's, I remember I said I had two things in that. And, and the second thing is I want to share, but I'm not boasting. But, and I, because it can sound like that to some people, but I want to share it with you because I believe this fully in my spirit and have seen it. There was a, another a business opportunity I had that it wasn't really not something I was against, just not not in my wheelhouse of healthcare. But because I have a huge network, it was easy for me to open the door, and and so like I had the opportunity, and I literally I, I was like, God, listen, I don't want to do this. It doesn't interest me, but I know it can help a lot of people. I know I have a big network. If you'll make this super easy, I'll pursue it, and I'll tithe fifty percent to this specific venture, right? And it's just been hilarious. I mean, like hilarious, life-changing, the people involved are faith-based, like, like the, just, it, it, there's no way I have time to share the, the story behind it. And it's just getting started, but like, that's how much I believe when it comes to the tithing, keeping God involved. And that's, that was my agreement. I said, Hey, look, make it easy. And I'm going to give 50% of that to the kingdom. So I literally in that specific business account, there's the business account and there's a, a separate account and it's labeled as God's account. And, and I just, every time the check comes in, whoop, slide 50% over there and that that's going to the kingdom. And so I say that to you because like God will get behind if you and he'll test you, right? Because it could be easy to like, eh, I know I said 50%, but then like when the money shows up or like it's, a, it's different. And so uh, I, I, I want to share that with you because what I'm saying, I really wholeheartedly believe, right? More today than I ever did. And like, that's a part two of like, there's a difference of saying God is, oh, he's my CEO. I'm in this with God. Like, listen, your actions and how you behave will show if that's true or not. If I'm, you know, trusting in God all the way, but I got to do everything on my own. What are you talking about? You, you, you don't trust God. You're trying to do everything. You're trying to micromanage everything. You're trying to make all the decisions. Like when you give that up to God, not meaning like, God, I'm going to go take a nap. You go find those customers. <laughs> He's not going to do that either. And so having that good balance of faith and trust with God um, and you taking action, right? A lot of people forget like the Acts, the book of Acts was what? The actions of the apostles, actions, right? They went out and did what Jesus told them to do. And so like God will put on our heart to do something we got to go do it, whether it's how we tithe, uh, who, what customers. And this, so I get on my spirit sometimes where I'm hiring somebody or a new customer that's like, they could be a great new customer, but I don't want to work with them, right? I don't want, I've had people offer to, to, to buy a business of mine that I'm like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to work with those guys. And so I don't want to do this deal, right? And so the power of the spirit in leading you, and I'll fast, there's plenty of times that I will. I'm like torn on a decision. Do I want to take this job? Do I do whatever it is? I will fast. You'll hear from the Lord. Promise you. Instead of your stomach, you, after you get past your stomach growling, you will hear from the Lord, right? And so like when God sees it, when God's like, whoa, you're actually going to not eat until you hear from me? Sweet. Like that, that's real. If you don't believe that, we're all wasting our time here, right? And so I say that, I know, you know, I focus on the business side, but I want you to understand the spiritual side of this thing is, is more real than any of it. But if you're just laying on your couch all day, not, you know, God's not going to, why would he deliver something you're not going to do? Right. If Why would he give you a harvest? You're going to be too lazy to, you still got to go out in the field and get it out of the field. Right. Prove you're going to go get it out of the field. Cause you're going to go out and lay the seed by laying the seed. You're proving that you're willing to go back and grab the harvest. 
right? And so these are things that, like I say this, and this, you know, isn't like the main focus of what we do here, but I, I say that to you guys because that matters too. And so I'm glad that we talked about tithing and spirit and being spirit led. That's super important. Uh, we got time for one more question if anyone has one. And then I got to catch a flight. Anybody else? If not, uh, you guys feel free to email me, uh, rtx at revivaltoday.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Don't give up hope, uh, but it should be should be pretty quick. And we'll try what I try to do is just schedule 30 minutes uh, for an initial call, and then we kind of keep moving the thing along. And which is great. I mean, I've we're, we're there's people in this that we're helping look at acquiring businesses. I got a group we're looking to help. They're looking to sell a company. Those groups were, you know, they're just, just some cool stuff. And so obviously a lot of people getting started, but all aspects of this, there's a lot of success. And I, and I think I'm going to probably do a better job at grabbing some of those success stories too, to share with the group, um, to, to take my own advice and cause it's inspiring too, to, to, to see that stuff. Um, so, Oh, who else? You did ask if anybody else had another question yes. and if it's okay, I'd like to ask yeah. the main question. So I feel um, like I'm supposed to be giving a large amount um, from the post, from the net of the sale of my house um, to the church. But I guess my question is, do I have to already have a viable business like ready to go with something to sell? Kind of having pre-established inroads paved uh, to get my harvest or do I just sow and go like? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you you sow and go, but like, you know, at the same time, and that's why I like the farming. Like Jesus didn't use these parables just to like because he really liked farming. He used them because they make a lot of sense. I've never farmed in my life, but I, but I understand that like if I want my seed to grow, I have to be, you know, like somewhat responsible of what I do, right? So if I just go throw my seed, and he gives a, a parable, like literally, right, like throwing it on the stone, right? Some will get in some like throwing it on the, the fertile ground. Right. And so I think you hold it as far as like, I want to say, hold your seed and have that change with it. it has nothing to do with the tithing side, but I'm saying as far as like being, if you will take the time to find the passion, right? Like if you're a farmer and you're like, I love corn. I love looking out at that corn. I see that corn. I want to have the best beautiful corn in the world. I love harvesting corn. Go do corn. If don't do, if you, you know, if you don't like taking care of tomatoes, don't be a tomato farmer. Right. And so that's why it's so important to find what you really, really love. Cause here's the deal. If you, if in the, like the hard, hard truth of this is if you, if you can't even think of something like I'll never forget a guy did this with young kid, younger guy. And he's like, man, I don't really, I just like to like lay around, hang out, play video games, watch. I was like, well, if you can still start streaming video, you know, like the, but, but the reality is that guy's not really cut out to build a business, but you have to be like on fire, passionate about something. And like, we all have that thing. And so figure out what that thing is. And I can help you figure out a way to monetize it. Uh, without a doubt when it comes to like tithing or like you said, doing the, the, the selling the, of the home and tithing, whatever to, to the, the church or something like that. I, I think that that just has to do with, is there, you know, a, a tax, a, a better you know way to do it tax wise. I don't think so. Um, from a avoid capital gains and some of those things that like I would look into from like the secular side of things of like what makes sense 
in the tax the tax world. But when it comes to starting a business or having something, you have to, you know, when you think of Elijah and the widow, if he said, hey, go, he's like, eh, I got this, I got this one jar. That's all she would have ever had is that one jar. And, and so as Christians, what oftentimes, because I don't think enough pastors understand it, obviously Jonathan does, is the more vessels you have, the more vessels get full, right? And so if I, if I, and this is why like it start, Hey, we all have to like earn a, a living, but while we're earning a living, we can start a side hustle, right? Think of all the time you watch TV, like all the, like we waste time as people, right? And so uh, if you don't have enough time, I'll look at your, I'll help look at your day to day with you and fi- help you find time. And, and so, and then we create vessels. And so w- the easiest way for me to create a vessel is something I love. Right. So if I love doing something and I can start doing that and monetizing that, the Lord will bless it. Right. But if, because if any, you know, if we don't do things like if our heart's not right, uh, we're probably not going to be into it as much. And, and, and the Lord already knows he, he knows we're going to quit in six months. It'll fizzle out in four months. Right. Because we're just not passionate about it. We're just trying to find something. And a lot of people, unfortunately, do that with marriage. They're like, whoa, you'll go on a date with me. And they want to get married before really like, do I really like this person? Do I want to be with them? Like the, you know, like there's just stuff that we we do as people sometimes is we say yes or go down the path of something that without actually having a process of of really realizing if that's something we want to do. Like I said, with that, I, I, the opportunity came to me. It was something that I was like, it, it was in healthcare. Uh, it was but it's just not a space that I spent a lot of time on. And, and so I was like, eh, I don't really want to. And then I kind of was like, Lord, you want me to do this? Make it easy. Start opening up opportunities. People are like, Hey, and I was like, Whoa, Whoa. whoa. And it was all God. Right. And so like, cause my heart was in the right place. I don't think he cared that I was like 50%. Like, it's not like he's gonna be like, all right, if you do 60%, I'll make it easy. Like there's, there's none of that. But like the, he, he knew my heart position of like, Hey, I, I'm down to do this. And I'm down to further the kingdom in doing this. And in doing that, I'm, I have other, there's other believers that are getting involved that are making money. Like, the, like there's just, just tremendous opportunity in that one venture. Like God was all in it. I didn't love it, but I had a network and I have a love to see, you know, see what that could do that saw that trajectory of what could happen. And so that matters. Cause I think at the end of the day, we, if we, if we're not willing to put thought effort, you know, create a plan, it, it's, we're going to, we're going to fail. Right. And, and even if God's in it, think of how many times in the Bible or, you know, or it's the Israelites going into the promised land, right? Like you want to lead them. Oh, I don't know. What about it? it could be scary. It could be giants still there. Right. Like there's just, so God's like, eh, all right, whenever you're ready. Right. So like action is the, is the most important way to prove that we are uh, ready. So hopefully that helps out. Um, Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. And I got to run. I got to catch a plane here in, in a few. And so thank you guys. Please email me any other questions. Please email me if you're not on the Facebook group. Let's be on it. And if you're not on Facebook, get on Facebook, get on Instagram. Start starts today. Because it, it, like I said, some people are like, well, I don't really do social media. Yes, you do. Because it's you're still alive. It's like you, I, bet, I bet you got one of these. You're not still using that landline cordless rotary dial phone. So you, you have to get in. If you want to build a business, you have to be part of the market and the market is online and social media. And so be part of our Facebook group as well. 
send me a message. I'll add you. I thank y'all. I love y'all. Praise the Lord for, for just putting this together and all the blessings that are to come. In Jesus' name, thank y'all. Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit revivaltoday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.